Hey, it's Kara. And Tasha. Get in. We're going to Luke Combs in Charlotte. We made the long trip to Charlotte from Orlando. Yeah, to see Luke Combs because apparently we can't ever see him within an hour's drive. Worth it. I mean, like, don't get me wrong. Charlotte is not close by any means. It was a solid... 10 hours home. It was only eight hours there because our good friend Susan let us stay with her in St. Augustine the night before. It was only supposed to take six hours, though. If you live in South Carolina and you're listening to this podcast, I need you all to go to driving school again because that was horrible. It was awful because we we ran into uh, at least four or five slowdowns on the way there and four or five on the way back for... Nothing. Nothing. Just congestion on the road, not knowing how to merge... No, not really even construction. slowing down. And keep in mind, Charlotte is, if you're not familiar, for us, we drive through Georgia, through South Carolina. We get to Charlotte, and that is your first city in North Carolina. So, like, we we went to North Carolina, but let's be honest, not really. We barely went to North Carolina. We were about 10 miles into North Carolina. So, for some reason, Mm -hmm. Luke Combs, when he announced this tour, had a Tampa date. Everyone knows we're close to Tampa. We go to the Amp. We, I mean. We've seen several concerts at, at the Buck, Buck Stadium. Stadium. Yeah. yeah. So we're not strangers to Tampa. Mm-hmm. We didn't buy tickets. No idea why. And we, we sat down. We sat down. We looked at when the, the dates were announced. We said, what was going on at this time that we were like not hopping on this immediately? I, I because did he didn't he did did he do verified fan that's a, the only thing I can think of in this moment I can't I don't think so because I don't even know that that was a thing right I I truly have no idea so we didn't get tickets and then he was sold out by the time we started talking about going it was basically you know you had to buy second market tickets um so Which, then we were like okay we could we can in that instance we'll just wait and see what happens. Um, and in the meantime, he announced the four dates that he was going to add a second show to. So at that point, it was just picking what was going to work best for us and the plans that we'd already made. And Charlotte seemed to just work out the best. Um, when we bought these tickets, we were actually at CMA Fest. And now we have a really good streak of buying tickets for concerts when we're at other concerts. Yes, we're very so, good at it. Um, we did get the pit tickets like we wanted to, but we were in the middle of... Somewhere. What a great thing to say about Luke Combs. And just, I mean, got on real fast. I think we were even late. We were. Somehow we still managed to make it work. Yeah. Because we were an hour behind time zone wise. So we weren't even thinking to hop on when we should have. And But we still got them. I mean, that was not hard whatsoever. So I guess we were like, well, guess we're meant to be in Charlotte. Yeah. So like we said, we we barely got there. We barely were in North Carolina. We barely saw anything in Charlotte. But from what we could see, nice. it was a nice city. I mean, everything seemed very clean. It was very um, pr- relatively easy to navigate. Um, our hotel was in a really good location. They do have public transportation into their arena district. Um, they actually had a another concert going on at the Spectrum Arena. Blink-182 was there um, the Friday night. Um and even with that, it didn't feel all that congested rolling in when we did at no, 5 o'clock. not at all. Um, 
And then both of the arenas where you would be going to see things are within walking distance of each other. So... And Luke originally didn't have this date either. So, like, you know, that's part of the thing, too. I'm sure... Not saying Blink-182 calls Luke's Combs people and, like, what are you guys up to this weekend? <laughs> you want to you do this at the same time? But, like, it is odd for a smaller area to have two concerts at the same time. Yeah, but it's just, not unheard of. Yeah. But... I felt like it was easily managed by the city. It was. I mean, there was great, like, traffic cops. Like, the flow yeah. seemed to be pretty good. 100%. Um, and I always think that the public transportation into those areas is helpful, too. So there was definitely people getting off of the, the transit. Yeah, because it's it, like a train. It, yeah, it was, like, right there at the, for the, like, the Spectrum Arena. It was a little further away from the football, but n- not like you couldn't ride it in to walk there. Yeah, absolutely. So, last year we saw Luke Combs in Atlanta. If you haven't listened to that episode, highly suggests one of our most played. So, this year when we were like, Charlotte, well, new arena. It's not even an arena, I guess. New football field. Yeah. Outside. Yeah, this time it was outside. So, different from last year. Yeah. And last year we did have floor seats. Yes. So, to compare the two... I mean, the pit is always... They were both great. I'm going to be honest. Superior. Our floor seats were good, but... Yeah, our floor seats were great last year. Mercedes-Benz is definitely a venue to check out, but I honestly would say the same about Bank of America. Yeah, it was nice. I thought it was nice. I thought it was convenient. If you knew where you were going, I didn't have to search all the way around the venue to find where I needed to be. It was, yeah, it was very clear. well-marked. The staff kind of knew what was going on. Sometimes you run into people who, like, have no idea what they're doing like because we figure i mean just going having going gone to concerts like you kind of know that you need to get a wristband to go onto the field so we figured uh as soon as we walked in like that maybe they'd be there but we came in an in an entrance that had you could get to the field but it wasn't necessarily like a specific field access entrance um but the first person we saw inside to ask hey where do we get our wristbands or how do we get to the field oh, you need to get your wristband first, you're going to go over here. They knew exactly what they were talking about. Oh, yeah. Sometimes you run into people that they're like, I have no idea. Go ask someone else. Yeah. like, (laughs) okay. Have a great night. (laughs) Um, But yeah. So then obviously one of the first things we always do is check out merch. And they did have merch outside the venue, which seems to be a new thing for a lot of artists. It's becoming normal. Personally. I've seen it at every single concert I've been to since Taylor Swift. Personally, I'm not buying the merch outside before the show because then I have to carry it all night. Yeah. I'm not. That doesn't mean somebody else can't. You might want to choose to wear your t-shirt. I'm not wearing it that night. I'm not holding it. I'm waiting till I leave. Right. And that's the plus of it being outside, too. If I wanted to wait until after the show, I could have grabbed it after the show. Mm-hmm. Um, Inside or outside. I normally would choose inside to do that. But, you know, um, he did have specific merch for our date, which we're seeing a lot of people do that these days too but his was actually a jersey so i thought that was kind of cool if you're like a huge panthers fan or live there i could totally see wanting to buy the it said combs on the back and had a 23 on it um and it had the bootleggers which is his fan club logo on the side um so i thought that was different Mm -hmm. and then he he dropped he hopped on the poster trend which a lot of people are doing where you have a specific poster for each tour date and you can only get it that night you can only get it that night and there's no other place to get it um, overall though, n- not as impressed with the merch this time around. I think I'm just merched out right now. That could definitely be it. Merch but, out. But even sometimes there's something that 
even I, I'll say that and I'll walk up and I'll be like, nope, I need, like, I need to have that. I yeah. didn't need to have any of this. I will say all of his shirts were 40 bucks. That seems to be the standard more so nowadays. Mm-hmm. Some I've seen at 45. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm okay with 40 bucks. I just, I have a Luke Combs shirt. It's my favorite. I think now I've settled to, I'm getting one favorite piece of merch from yeah. an artist because it's just getting too much. I have a whole drawer of Luke Bryan shirts. At oh home. yeah. yeah. I really, really liked the one that I bought last year. It was designed by his wife. So it's probably why I enjoyed it more. I actually um, think I enjoy going back because as you're talking about that shirt and on the website later and finding it on clearance. Right. Because we love a good bargain. Yes. <laughs> so if you want to check out last year's merch, don't worry. It's on the website. Yeah. And the shirt I bought was not specific to the tour at all. It literally just is like a palm tree and a beach chair with his name on it. It's cute though. But don't get me wrong. If you wait on merch, there is a chance you don't get your size. You don't, you know. Or you don't get the one that you wanted. Yeah. I mean, it's pros and cons. You got to wait. Are you willing to wait or, you know, is that not what you want to do? You want to get it right now. But this tour is larger than last year's. We were talking about last year's. Koozie had the three specific stadium stadium dates dates that were specific to him only because there were a couple like he did come to ohio last year and play but that one wasn't on there because it wasn't the part of the quote-unquote stadium tour yeah where i think to fit the i mean he wasn't going to do that this year i I would and this is just me personally it would have been nice if it just had like even just our dates on it but yeah I also understand the overhead of making specific things is you got to like choose your battles there. So, right. And I think that's why we didn't get that because this is a world tour this time. Yeah. So it's every, I mean, he's not going to put 40 plus lots of other countries. And I think that's probably why we didn't buy tickets initially. I think we, in our heads thought we were absolutely going out of the country to see Luke Combs in like, I don't know, Germany at this point, Switzerland. I have no idea. (laughs) Don't worry. We're not doing that yet. Um, but we got plenty of more days for bad ideas. <laughs> no days off work, but that's okay. <laughs> so one thing I will say kind of merch related, but more so just buying things in this venue. I wasn't a fan. Everyone was really nice. Um, but as soon as, so if you went to get like a beer, it instantly was like 20 bucks and I'm like going to pay. And then all of a sudden as I pay, if you change your tip amount, then your price went down. So it was already pre-included where typically it does give you the option. It'll be like $15 beer. How much do you want to tip? But I felt like it was almost forcing me to give them. It was almost a $5 tip. No, it was a lot. Yeah, it was a lot. 20% was a lot added on to that beer. And while I do appreciate the work and the things people are doing, they're not asking for that 20% necessarily. But when you're buying that many, I'm not saying that many as if we just, that's all we bought that night, but like... (laughs) When you're buying multiples to automatically include it and not even realize you're doing it, I think it could be a big surprise for some people. I agree with you. Because, yeah, like you were saying, it was like predetermining that you were already going to include that tip into the price. Yeah. So, so it's you were like seeing it-, it as $20. And then as soon as you changed the option, you saw that the price was fluctuating. Yeah. So it's not like it was giving you the total pre-tip. Because I had the same exact reaction. I was like, this here is $20 They spun here? the screen around and it said $20. And then I, you know, selected that I wasn't going to tip because... Every time it gets excessive, and I do go back to the same person and I'll tip 
different yeah. once I get and we there could, that second time. And we could go on a whole tangent about tipping. And I don't have a problem leaving a dollar or two. It gets complicated on those machines to it just, does. like, leave a buck. So Well, especially <laughs> now because we've been to so many venues, and I love this feature, where now it's almost like, a, I don't know what I want to call it, a quick mart. Right. In your venue. Where you're just going up and I doing go, it yourself. I grab my beer out of the cooler and, and walk away. I mean, I obviously pay for it, but you walk away. So that tip So somebody portion, is, not, is not necessarily helping you at all. Right. And <laughs> a lot of venues now, and I had this recently, but almost all of them now are cashless anyway, mm-hmm. where I do think it was more custom to just hand Throw that a dollar. a dollar. And right. I am more than fine doing that. You are there. It is hot. And yeah. everyone we interacted with was more really nice. than nice. Yeah. Um, but that kind of shocked me. So if that happens to you at a show. Just pay attention. Check. Yeah. yeah. So we did get there. I mean, don't let us say early because we were not early. Uh, but we got there in time to see Gary Allen. Yeah, and that was kind of the He wasn't goal. singing yet. So, I mean, by the time we walked down there, he was singing. But when we walked up, we thought we missed him. 100%. Because we couldn't hear anything going on in the arena. Then we finally got inside and he was just starting when we got inside. I hadn't seen him in a long time. If I have seen him before, I'd probably seen him at a festival or something. Mm-hmm. But it's he been a good while. sounded good. Yeah. He did. Um, he didn't have a ton of crowd interaction. Uh, there wasn't a lot of, like, stopping to talk. He did kind of just walk off stage at the end. Maybe he waved. I wasn't paying a lot of attention. Um, you kind of knew it was his last song because he ended on um, watching airplanes. Yeah. But um, then he was just, like, kind of gone. And <laughs> we were like, okay, bye, Gary. Yeah, he did great. I'm sure that was like, I mean, like we said, this was not a planned stop. So a month ago, he was, he got a phone call to say, can you open for me? I think he's doing maybe one other of these extra. Yeah, I think he picked up all of the. The Fridays? The Friday show. So like. Is he in Tampa? mm Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So good for him. Um, Somebody who unfortunately is not nearly as relevant today as he was 15 years ago. I I will say though, we were listening to some of his music in the car before we got there and there was one song that played and i can't think of it right now but i said oh i didn't realize this was gary allen i think it was best i ever had okay knew the song Mm -hmm. i just guess i didn't realize it was him right and then the turnpike troubadours were next and we both said we've heard of them we listened to them a little bit on the way Mm -hmm. but other than that i can't tell you that i had ever really listened to their music but i would yes their name, their their name, recognizable in somebody who listens to country music and in that realm of yeah, I would say you're like not mainstream country music. Yeah, if you're not, if you're a radio fan, you're never gonna hear them. You're not gonna hear about them. But if you're somebody who knows country, knows music. country music, and like we talked about this, like we used to go down like rabbit holes of YouTube videos about different things, and and you know when you're that kind of person, you're gonna hear different non-mainstream names but when we're talking recognizable we got to check into our hotel i said i said name recognizable she did say name recognizable (laughs) not face we check into our hotel we get all you know we're at the counter we go to the elevator and it's kara and i one other guy who's wearing khakis a white shirt and i'm just a cowboy hat but like sat on top of his head not like it looked a little tiny when we say this, we don't mean like one of those microscopic. <laughs> no, no, no. It, it wasn't. It, his it, head. it did. It wasn't like a goofy cowboy hat, but, but it was like. If you don't it see cowboy was hats. 
It was a memorable look. Yes. And then I think one other person stepped in the elevator with us. Yes, that was also on our on the floor. We are the eighth floor where we're staying. We go to our room. We get ready. We think nothing of this. We go see Gary Allen. We're standing there, and the Turnpike Troubadours come out, and I look at Kara and go, we know him. <laughs> Guys, the person on stage playing was the fiddle in our elevator. He was in our elevator. So we were staying with some or all of the Turnpike Troubadours. I am convinced we're friends. We exchanged no words. <laughs> he was very unbothered. This man knows us now. <laughs> We clearly had no idea who he was. He was just ho-humming in the elevator. And here's the thing. We got off at the eighth floor. He was clearly going to the ground floor to leave to go to the show. So it's not like we even saw him get off and, like, get in a car service or walk away with another, like, a larger group of people from the band. We thought nothing of this elevator interaction. And then all of a sudden, she, Tasha looks at me and goes we were in the elevator with that man. And I said, oh, my God, we were. Because you his outfit? Him. Like, you knew. The person? Yes. It, and I was, like, starstruck. And I was, like, we might not know all of these songs, but I sure know somebody up there. And I, you you would have thought, like, I was a proud aunt or something cheering from the sidelines. Like, I just kept telling everybody near us. We, we rode the elevator with We guy. knew him. And, and then we got back later. And this one we were not so sure about, but 99% I'm 100%. Sure. Because here's the thing. We continued to tell everybody the elevator story in the elevator. <laughs> So then we, we get off to go get snacks in the lobby because there's nothing open. We'll get there later. Guy at the end of the bar, also a turnpike troubadour, but a different one, a different one. Couldn't it- tell you what instrument he was playing. Cause I was hyping up my fiddle player or banjo player. I don't even know what he played, but I know he had a hat on a white shirt, but I absolutely pulled up a photo and zoomed in on this man's face in the, in the like group photo and was like <laughs> quite obviously holding it up and comparing it to him. I might have continued to, like, point at my eyes and then point at him. <laughs> um, like, we see you. Yeah. <laughs> in this hotel. It w- might be a little embarrassing for us, but... He was at breakfast this morning as well. He was absolutely unbothered Yeah, he was at breakfast this morning, too, just eating away on his own. Like, no one's bothering him because... Oh, and then we also may have seen Luke Combs' camera guy. We did, but... <laughs> I mean, it's one of those things of, like, yes, it would be really cool to be like, hey, we really appreciated you playing us music last night. But, like, that's kind of weird, too. Unless yeah. I was 100% and could call him by name. Like, right. hey, Jack, <laughs> good job playing last night. I couldn't I couldn't approach him. No. Because if he was like, oh, what's your favorite song? Thanks for being a loyal listener. Good Lord, Glory. <laughs> like, that's the only song I could have named off the top of my head. And Kara would have laughed like she is now. However, I just thought it was cool to have in what we would consider a celebrity interaction, but not. Right. Like, they're just normal people at the end of the day who stay in a hotel and go play on stage and when they go to leave. go to work and then leave. Yeah, that's their work. (laughs) Yeah. But it it was really cool. Um, The stage setup was neat, though. I mean, because in my opinion, he's playing all football stadiums. I don't know. There could be some that aren't. But the catwalk, to me, looked like a field goal posts yes that is what it looked like so if you had to imagine that that's what it that was the shape we definitely stood on the superior side we did so if you're uh looking at the stage it was the right side stage right luke's left your right but yes i highly suggest that side he was very he was drawn he was looking for us probably convinced um but, I mean, I thought everything went pretty smooth in general as far as, like, 
time, we were like, oh, there's no way he's coming on at 9.15 when the Troubadours finish. But, like, he absolutely showed up at 9.15. Yeah, like, lights went down. His intro song came on at 9.15. He was on the stage by, I think, 9.17 or 18 because I looked at my watch. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The intro started at 13. And I was like, oh, he is not. I I actually looked at Karen and said he's not Eric Church because you'll get to an episode later this year where Eric Church does not show up on time. Luke Combs did not play any games with that. So, and I think one thing too, and we're seeing a lot of this as well, a lot of artists are having screens not only so we can look up at them from a center point of view, but also the sides. So they're selling a little bit behind their stages and just putting screens up. And they're very transparent. You will not see this This is is a a screened view. It's obstructed view. The tickets are generally much cheaper. Oh, yeah. Um, They were $35. So it is nice that they're trying to include more people into the arena. But I think, and we talked about this on our 10-hour car ride back, that a simple solution is just putting your stage in the center. Which he's done before, but I think more artists need to start doing it. It just, it really, truly just makes more sense. If you are selling an arena, you should be able to sell out the arena, play in the round. Because it truly is only like five more sections. And it does just, I mean, and even if it just gives your pit more room. Yeah. I will say that Ed Sheeran a few weeks ago had a in the round pit and it was not, it did not seem full. No. I could walk around. Yeah. I I will say it was empty. It was not empty. People were everywhere, but I could move. Yes. And so that was fine. Um, obviously, Luke comes out. He's playing all his hits. All of them. What did he open with? Whatever he was singing, I was there for. Loving on You. He opened with Loving on You. Hannah Ford Road. I'm glad he played Hannah Ford Road. Um, I like to see the new songs, especially off of Grown Up and Getting Old, because two albums we saw last year grown up but now we're seeing the finalized part of this because this was a two-part album project for him so you know i like that we got to hear where the wild things are everyone's new favorite hottest cover song is fast car oh yes this is this is the this is the song of the summer i don't know why it's a summer (sighs) song it's really not 100 percent. it's i do love this song i will say radio (laughs) is slowly making it die yeah it's okay i will in a person in a personal sense yeah people are gonna love this song for forever and that's they perfectly can. fine i really enjoyed that he shared a story with a fan interaction earlier and the fan must have asked why don't you play um lonely one lonely one and so i enjoyed hearing that too because that was a song that i yeah, know that not was, everyone's getting yeah that was a surprise surprise song <laughs> My personal fave is always going to be Hurricane. He's never not going to play that, so always yeah. happy. Um, the he does a crowd voted song, which he did last year in yep. Atlanta too. I don't remember what the he choice did it in was. Ohio too. It, it wasn't dive. But it, it wasn't might as dive. Well have been. It wasn't dive because the story in Atlanta. I love the song. I love his cover of Dive. I love Ed Sheeran's version of Dive. I love when they sing it together. I love the song. I do not need to hear him. Well, especially since. You know, like Fast Car is now the new cover, cover. song. Yep. We don't need to hear another cover song during yeah. his show. Um, but in Atlanta, Dive had a story. Like, he sang that song for a reason. It was a fan interaction. Yes. 
Um, so he, that was, it, that's nice. Like I have no issue with that. Absolutely. But when dive is one of the f- like options as a fan voted song and you are a fan picking a cover when you already know that there's going to be a cover in the set, like, come on. I just want to hear something different. We're refrigerator door, which I've seen live as well. It was when I did see him at the Amway a couple years ago, playing the round. It was part of the set list. Next was Still, which is on Getting Old, which is one of my favorite songs, and Kara's too, on that album, and then Dive. Charlotte, why did you pick Dive? You had two other options. There were two options there that were right. There was one that was wrong. Dive was wrong. Dive was the wrong one. It's okay. Maybe next time. Maybe. Maybe we'll get it next time. Um, but, you know, as he's riding down, he had a 25-song set list. 24 and 25 were his encore. But as we're getting to the end, he does Dive, and then he goes into... A story about writing songs in 2014. Yes. So I'm, assi- I'm assuming it's this one. Love you anyway, right? We no, were-, we're missing one on that set list that we're currently looking at because it was She Got the Best of Me. You're right. Yes. Yeah, so that and one is not. So he starts playing the intro and I'm like, Kara, it's over. We've talked about before how we get so sad when a concert is ending and I swore it was ending and we were getting cut have it short. Whoever wrote this set list, I think, has it in, in the very wrong spot. But that's neither here nor there. Anyway, the story continues. So I get really <laughs> sad when concerts are ending. And we started to hear the intro of She Got the Best of Me because he just went on that tangent of when I started playing. And I instantly go to Hurricane because that's his first song. Right. And, and this is not an artist that we can sit there and be like, but this was his first released song. And this, Hurricane was his first song. And when you hear that story, he had enough money to cut it once. Mm-hmm. And so I'm thinking he's going to tell that story because he mentioned the year. And I'm like, oh, this is so sad. But we're also getting gypped four songs. <laughs> yeah, it was only like 1139. <laughs> it's like, he's got 20 more minutes. It's 1039. He didn't wait till midnight. <laughs> and so. Uh, well, we've been to enough concerts that have gone to one yeah. in the morning recently. <laughs> he starts playing She Got the Best of Me. And I instantly, I mean, we start laughing mm-hmm. because. We were dead set it was Hurricane. And we know that Hurricane is the last one before the encore. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, when I tell you, like, devastated, you're like, but, but like, six mm-hmm. more. We need more. So, but it was kind of funny to, we thought we knew what We psyched ourselves out. And then we got more concerts. So we, like, we had, there was a little bit of, a like, a roller coaster ride there. We had a little down. We got a little up. Yeah. But <laughs> it was, I mean, Luke is always fantastic. I highly suggest I truly feel he's there for his fans. He brings so much. For somebody who literally just walks around stage, you can feel the energy. Like, he brings so much energy. It's his he's, voice. He is sing- yes, he is singing with his whole chest. It is his voice. I personally have been a fan since day one. I will always say how I tried to get House of Blues tickets. Yes, my biggest regret. I don't and have regrets couldn't. in life. I-, I tried and couldn't. They went within seconds. However, I also think Luke Combs, is he's a cutie. Not, not everyone's going to agree with me, but I looked at Karen and I said, I love me a cute, chunky man. <laughs> with a beard. <laughs> with a beard. <laughs> she was like, okay. <laughs> but I think personality has everything to do with oh it. Oh my and goodness. if you want to talk about someone who has Great one, personality. Exactly. Go for your chunky man with the beard. <laughs> and his band is fantastic. He always gives them a moment to do their thing. They get to sing songs, play 
it, uh, they did um, Dust on the Bottle, they did Meet in the Middle, and then um, If I Was Your Man, Bruno Mars. I don't remember what they played last year. They felt kind of Something similar. Something similar, yeah. Um, but he does always give them a moment to shine and do their own thing, which I always love to see because they're all very talented. Yes, just because you're the person playing the instrument and not singing the song does not mean you're not talented. I can't play an instrument. I also can't sing. So, like, no one's shouting me out for anything. Yeah, no, and you'll hear, see lots of video evidence that we can't sing. <laughs> Listen, at a concert, I can do anything. But we are having the time of our lives. It's very evident. We are also singing with our whole chest. Oh, you, every concert, you would think it's mine. Mm-hmm. So for the end of this episode, we've decided that we're going to sort of do like a little draft kind of thing for um, our favorite Luke Combs songs off of each album. And since he only has four albums, we picked our fifth draft as uh, one of his duets. So we're just going to take turns listing the songs that we picked. And if for some reason someone else, I don't think we're going to have any of the same songs just because we know each other well enough, I think. Um, we'll see. But if we if someone picks the song already, we can't. We have to go to a plan B. And drafts because it's getting close to football season. We just saw him at a stadium. It's kind of a thing right this second. So so we're going to see how this goes. Yeah, we're going to see how it goes. Youngest goes first. That's you. That's okay. So we did choose the deluxe albums like we said. So this is off of his, this one's for you too. I'm going with Houston. We've got a problem. Okay, I picked one number away. That was definitely a single. You were talking about singles. Yeah. That one's the single. Yeah. Yeah. Good one, good one. My honorable mention was Must Have Never Met You, which was a single. Mine was Memories Are Made Of. Oh, I did. See, That's we, the only yeah. one I wrote two down for because I wasn't... I wrote two down for every album. Yep. I didn't. Okay, <laughs> so we each get our pick. We each got our pick. So we're going to do um, What You See Ain't, ain't always, always What You Get. get. Um, Deluxe version of What You See Ain't What You Get. I chose Blue Collar Boys. Reasons. I almost... I did I almost pick that like, one. I was like, she's saying we might not... <laughs> we might have a not have a similar one and i was like mm. okay you, that was the one i had to really think though because moon over mexico is also one of my favorites but i was like i don't want to always travel somewhere so i went to houston for this one's for you i didn't want to go to mexico for the next one so reasons solid okay so growing up i chose going going gone okay i picked any given friday night that was my second choice <laughs> you think maybe we don't we, like the same maybe songs maybe we do all right, for getting old, I know what you picked, so I, I, I let you have it. I picked uh, Where the Wild Things Are. I picked Still. She knew <laughs> I was going to pick I've said that since, I think, because I started listening to that album as soon as it came out, and that one I instantly was drawn to. Yeah, no, immediately I was like, she's picking that song. I'll oh, let her sure have it. Did. Thanks. And then our last one is duets. So what did you pick as your duet? One Too Many. That's I got your song. That's what I wrote on my CD note. <laughs> I picked Life Goes On with Ed Sheeran. I knew you were going to go with Ed Sheeran. But I also, as an honorable mention, Tracy Lawrence a few years ago had um, an album that was all duets. So I was really stuck between One Too Many. I just love that song. And If the World Had a Front Porch because he sings it with Tracy Lawrence. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. It's a whole entire album. So yeah. It's, it's everybody. It's not just Luke Combs. But like on That's, that song, isn't it that is. Isn't like the Brooks and Dunn one though? Didn't yes, they do a Brooks and Dunn album? did the same yeah. thing. Um, so if, I mean, if you like older country or if you just want to know more about current artists and who they like, because I would say people our age that are currently... Um, artists listen to Tracy Lawrence. Like, I love the man. Kara's right. probably seen him too many times to 
say she loves him at this point because I don't think you grew up with him. No, I didn't. I didn't. I did, and I've seen him by myself. I just really like him. He's got a. He's very. Um, he's got a voice. Yeah, he's recognizable by very voice much alone. So. Um, okay, so we're going to put these on all the social medias. Let us know which grouping of songs you like better. We're kind of gonna going to kind of make it a competition. And if we get some interaction on this, we, we'll keep it going. Hey, everyone. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening. listening. Be sure to follow us at Get In Going To on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. We hope you tune in to our next episode to see what we're up to next.